Hello everyone, this is Rajiv Surana and today's episode of Bensil Talks, we have with us Santosh Ulavle, who's a robotic innovator and also the founder and CEO of Robotic Research. Santosh has created several versions of AI Humanoid, it's also called INGRO Indro, and has used the COVID pandemic to come up with DMR-S1, a new robot that would be equally useful in COVID-19 treatment. It can protect frontline health workers such as doctors and nurses with the ability to diagnose the temperature, serve food to patients with a payload of about 200 kg. So tell me, Santosh, how did you manage to complete DMR S1? The lockdown is oh, one of my bedrooms. One of my other bedrooms is a laboratory, in house laboratory. Okay. So that I have a plan? Well, it's, 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 it's there since uh, 2017. Okay. Uh, so okay. It has been before uh, I had uh, my other laboratories and offices. Right, right, right. This is where you started off uh, from. Yeah, this is where I started off. So uh, when I came to know that this is going to be all locked down, I moved my, you know, machines and everything, whatever I was needing. Okay. Here, and I have finished a project. I told you I made a robot for uh, COVID-19. Okay, sure. For, so that was all done at home? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's done in my house lab itself. My okay, that's awesome, uh, man. So what I'm is it? In, so what is it uh, about? Yeah, basically it is a eight axis, uh, you know, industrial robots. You must have seen industrial right. robots. Right. Work. So basically, it's a eight axis industrial robot kind of arm. Okay. It is it is uh, placed on a rover. Okay. That rover, uh, the rover is having uh, at least uh, four fifty kg capacity. Okay. Maximum. Okay. It can easily carry 150, 200 kg. It can easily carry. Okay. Okay. The idea behind making such a rover is basically I had designed this thing for security market. Okay. So looking at the COVID situation, I thought this would be perfect for the COVID situation as well. Okay. Okay. Nothing uh, different than a disaster now. Sure. Things what are happening. Um, so basically, it, it, uh, right now it is on a IoT kind of a, you know, we call it like a remote surveillance kind of a control we have on the robot. Fair enough. So uh, let's say the doctors or the paramedicals can simply control or even the technicians if uh, they are, you know, assigned to take care of the patients. So the robot itself can take care of the patients in the uh, quarantined area. So, now just to is, ask you, has this been deployed in some of the hospitals? Because there's a right, video going around about Fortis, I think so, where there's a robot. With the right, right, right. A lot of, lot of other guys, other activities, yeah. lot of other guys have, uh, you know, introduced their humanoids or whatever robots yeah. they have with yeah. them for the right. COVID situation. Okay. So, of course, I had, I also had my humanoids, but I personally thought instead of a humanoid, it would be much better to make a custom robot. Because okay. uh, now... Let's say from your point of view, you must have seen those robots, right? What they have right. deployed now. Right. So basically, what what are these robots? They are simply like uh, uh, I would say, you know, wheeled uh, wheeled toys. I would say toys on wheels. Okay. You see that it doesn't have any payload capacity, anything like that. True. You can simply take some uh, medicines at the most. Again, if you see. Uh, like if we, if, uh, if you're sorry, the camera is moved. Sure. Uh, yeah. Now these robots don't have a much good ground clearance. Okay. So they can only operate on a very particular surface. 
so what i have designed you know it can operate on any kind of surface it can okay. it can it can get inside a lift it can okay. operate lift also yeah it can open okay. a door okay. yeah okay uh, it can go outdoors it can go outdoors as well it can go outdoor as well so on a rough terrain it can you know move around and it can carry like 200 kg easily so if you're just dumping a lot of stuff let's say we have a uh, 200 patients in a quarantine and you want to provide food to them you're okay. going to provide food to them so you can okay. simply put those 200 packages inside the robot at once and in one go and just in one go it will just distribute those packages you know it is okay. the kind of load capacity it has got so we uh, we able to carry it uh, this 200 kg is uh, how would they carry it uh, which part of that uh, and on the rover itself and the rover 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 the rover because okay. the arm will simply you know fold back and we have good amount of space in the front so okay. i'm sorry i didn't say send the picture i'll be sending you the pictures just after sure. the conversation is sure. done sure. because i was busy doing documentation and i have to send all the stuff to the media people sure. so they would be uh, still not finished doing that thing sure. how we- This whole thing is going to be implemented. Sure enough, sure enough. Fair enough. So this robot, um, uh, are you looking at deploying this immediately anywhere? Uh, has the government been talking to you? See now, uh, what I have made just one robot, right? I have just made one robot. Sure. So what I am asking, I will be asking to the government is that I need certain facility, I need certain permissions, okay, where I can gather a few people, I can you know make a team. Okay, and we can make uh, multiple copies of the robots on a war level. Sure, kind of thing. Sure, because we, sure. this one robot is not enough. We'll be needing like hundreds and thousands of these kind of robots. Sure. Okay. Now, see, I was studying the whole situation. I'll I'll just brief you with that also. Um, if you see the number of patients we have, total number of patients we have, uh, only point thirty three patients, point thirty three percent of the patients need ventilators. Correct. Correct. Right. Let's take it one percent. So sure. rest ninety percent of the patients out of those out of those ninety nine percent patients, only seventy five percent patients. Uh, I mean seventy five percent of the patients are asymptomatic. That's right. So they don't yes. have any symptoms, but they but right. they are infected, right? That's so right. Seventy five percent of the patients, which is a very large number of patients, uh-huh. they are treated in a different way, in That's a very right. simple way, where they they just quarantined in a particular place and they provided food and medicines and that's it. That's right. But this is isolated. Nothing more. Yeah. Isolated. But what's happening here? You know, the big problem is here. What's happening? So, uh, to look after those seventy-five percent of the patients, we are needing doctors. We are needing nurses. We are needing the paramedical staff. You know, all the rest of the human staff is needed. Now, That's imagine right. how petrified we are with the whole situation. You know, we are wearing masks and you know we are avoiding so we are avoid, we are doing the social distancing kind of a thing. We are avoiding people with symptoms. And imagine these people, the medical staff. they're actually in between all those patients you get it and uh, it is likely that they might be going home might be coming back of course they might be you know doing the stuff which is needed to keep them away from other people but still there is a big uh, chance that these people the medical staff can get infected and they are getting well, infected which right? is, which is happening are, absolutely yeah which is happening that is the biggest risk of being in front line yeah, yeah that is the biggest risk so today maybe the situation is uh, Still under control, but imagine now we have like the the uh, the counters already reached. I guess sixty thousand to seventy thousand. Sure. That's right, close to a lakh. Might go yeah. to might go to a few lakhs, and sure. then imagine the medical staff getting infected like this, just to take care of the patients, just to give sure. them you know medicines and things like that. 
That's so right. this is where the robot can actually be deployed. So what I'm planning, you know, we have to make a war level kind of a thing where the quarantine thing has to be uh, a place without any human intervention. Okay. Only the infected patients will be there. Water. Okay. Even if some patient has to go to the laboratory and he's not able to go there, he's a very weak, weak patient. The robot can actually carry the patient to the laboratory and get him back. Okay. Because of the payload okay. capacity. So okay. We need a machine which is actually capable of not just toys, you know, which Got are it. on the wheels and we are just, you know, So not fancy stuff of, only, obviously. A lot of the basic work which is it has to do some work, you know, it is not a showpiece kind of thing. Sure, sure, understand so Imagine a imagine a facility where we have thousand patients or even five thousand patients and okay. we have like a fifty robots taking care of all the patients, no human intervention. So the uh, chances of the COVID infection leaking out of the quarantine facility is next to zero. Absolutely. Because we have machines and we have COVID patients. And once we know the patient is recovered, once he's exiting, of course, the patient would be scanned and he will be discharged. Okay. Okay. That's the idea I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to put this proposal in front of the government. Okay. But to make this thing happen, to make this thing happen, we will have to first, I'll have to make arrange a team, which I already have. I already have a team and I already have the connections because being to all the IITs, you know, I know the kind of people who are into robotics. So I can, um, I can, you know, I can make a team of these kind of people and we can actually make this thing happen. That's that's one idea I have in my mind. Fair enough. So the thing is when you say will be over an isolation the robots can take care so yeah, yeah. Uh, if the patients have any kind of symptoms or issues how do you expect the robot to understand that human emotion or pain and deal with it i'll tell you see yeah, yeah. so exactly so see uh, uh, exactly the way the uh, doctor treats the patient you know he checks the he might be checking the blood pressure or he might be checking uh, temperature like oxygen yeah, levels temperature temperatures and things like that everything the robot will be able to do because he will have infrared cameras, he'll have the temperature measuring uh, sensors. In and yeah. So whatever accessories are needed, the robot will have those accessories to you know, treat the patient. Sure. So I'm talking about only 75% of patients, you know, which are not needing any kind of a special medical attention, sure. only quarantine and medical things. So sure. and that's a big that's a big chunk, you know. Seventy five percent is a very big chunk. Sure. So if you are taking care of the 75%, the 25% can be taken care of by the normal human intervention. Sure, sure. Right. sure. So they will always have, um, uh, be remotely be able to monitor them and where required, the humans can intervene, the doctors or the nurses. And, and see, and you must have seen that uh, so many incidences have happened where uh, uh, especially a certain, uh, you know, uh, kind of patients have uh, had some verbal uh, Arguments with the that's doctors. Right. And that's right. That's right. There's a lot of unnecessary. So, in this case, if we have a robot, so the emotional part is gone, you know, we don't have any chances of arguments and things like that. True. It's simply going to, it's going to be a barrier between the. Sure. Uh, so, it also shields them to that extent. Them. Yeah, it's a kind of a thing, you know, so they don't are directly communicating with the patient. Of course, they will be communicating with, through the robot. Sure. And uh, maybe the patients would also love it because, you know, they would be excited to getting treated by a robot saying that, you know, a robot is actually taking care of them. So, so this. Yeah, so they also don't feel the risk, uh, which they would feel uh, with uh, other healthcare workers. Because at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. if I go exactly. to a doctor uh, and, uh, you know, the doctor has the highest chance of infection, 
So to mm-hmm. that, although they are all got the PPEs in and stuff, but it's just mm-hmm. psychology, right? So they mm-hmm. they feel vulnerable. And and see, we can always have a couple of people with those PPEs in the in, in the facility. So just sure. one or two in case needed, just in case. Sure. It's not that we'll have no single person. But That's where right. we are required to two hundred people, we can yeah. still have a couple of you know couple yeah, of yeah, sure, uh, sure, sure. so the chances of uh, the infection uh, leaking out of the facility would be very low. Understood. Understood. So have you discussed this concept with any government officials? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was actually uh, kind of postponing our uh, conversation. With, oh, okay, you know, okay, that's okay. why I told you we'll do it day of tomorrow sure, or something sure, like that sure. because I still have to submit all this stuff to the uh, the media people first. Because okay. the media people will actually publish the whole thing, and then it would so, be it would reach the government. Then you start getting the phone calls. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm being prepared for all this. I'm getting prepared for all this kind of action. You know, sure. I'm doing all the paperwork, all the documentation. I'm doing parallel. So but won't it be possible for you to, since you are maybe only one right now, to at least deploy it in some of the government, uh, you know, hospital setup? Uh, yeah, of course that. Because do, there may be a lot of learning for you in terms of how practically it's working. What are the issues coming up exactly. in the environment? That, that's going to be a, that's going to be a demonstration, of course. That's that right. one. What I've made yeah. is for see because I am a I always like to uh, I, I that's my uh, you know tagline that if you want people to believe your ideas, sure. you've seen that sure. they have to be first manifested into reality. That so is I don't talk about that's I don't true. talk about ideas. I show my ideas. Very true. I, Demonstrated. Absolutely. I spent I spent a month building the robot. Sure. I could have said this thing before a month to the yeah, government that okay, I can do something like this. I can we can sure. make something like this. True. But true. the government would be like, okay, we can is a different thing, and I had is a different thing. I have already made it. Sure enough. So the sure actual, enough. to see the actual thing in action, how it you know performs, how it it is doing the getting the job done, it's a whole different thing, right? That too in a that too in a condition where I'm not getting any stuff which is needed because you know because of the lockdown thing, I'm not able to get the hardware which is needed. So whatever mm. little bit hardware I had in my laboratory, I made it out of that. Okay. So okay. what I have made right now, it's a prototype. It's not sure. the actual final, final product. True, true. So true. the final product is going to be way more better than what it is right sure now. Enough, sure. But still, I have tried to make it as good as possible. You know, as, sure. as you can demonstrate it and people can relate to it. Yeah. This okay. this one itself can carry like two people. The prototype itself okay. is capable of carrying two people. So it's like 200 kg already capable of carrying 200, 200 sure, kg. Sure, sure, sure. Itself. Okay. So the actual uh, product is going to be a lot uh, better and different. And sure. I, I, as for my match, I think uh, if the government uh, gives me all the permissions and the facility to uh, make uh, robots like these, so we can yeah. actually uh, deploy like 150, 200 robots in like a mere matter of a few months because this COVID thing is going to be a long thing, you know, long sure. story. Right. It's not going to be like to May, June or July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to, That's it's going to be there for like a few months or maybe till December or even yeah, definitely before. a 2020. We all know we have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. So we will be needing a quarantine center at least for another year or two or maybe sure more. That's right. We'll be needing to quarantine these kind of people. So if yeah. we have a quarantine center, which is being like completely or I would say majorly controlled by robots, it would right. be a much safer way to control the situation. Again, I'll tell you where else, where else, this is just one part of the robot. I'll tell you many other parts of this. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, uh, you must have seen now they are doing these uh, sanitization, you know, spraying and you know, things like that with the drones they are doing it, right? That's right. So 
the drones there is a limitation because the drone is only having a payload capacity of 10 to 15 kg is max that's right that's right at most 15 kg that too the drone cannot go in areas where actually the sanitization is needed you know if you see the uh, kind of places we have in dharavi or even in noida delhi in delhi that's especially right. or yes. in uh, slum areas yes, slum, very very narrow, 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 very, yes. very narrow uh, routes so we have a lot of obstruction actually also, yeah. obstruction so the drone actually cannot access these kind of areas and it can it can sanitize that okay so a robot like this what has made you know it can actually uh, maneuver through the narrow uh, paths okay and it can okay. carry like uh, 50 100 kg uh, liters of the uh, sanitization uh, liquid okay. so with 100 liters or 150 liters of the sanitization liquid it can actually sanitize a larger area okay okay fair enough that it can do another so, thing uh, Uh, again, I'll tell you the, the, the what's happening right now. This would uh, go on for maybe a longer time because once you suspect that there is a certain COVID patient in a certain area, especially the uh, I'm talking about the vulnerable areas like you know where the police have got uh, some uh, you know police have got, got into conflicts with the conflicts with the people. Got you know, they have sensitive areas. They've got naturally beaten up and you know yeah. stood away. So here we can actually send the robot first to just check out the situation, how the situation is, or simply the robot will go and he will uh, give a message that okay, so and so person is supposed to be quarantined, and so he can come out, and they can have an idea about the situation. And the worst case would be that the robot would be destroyed by these people, but at least uh, human. Yeah, at least they won't uh, lose human life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Human life. So that's, that's one another place where we can deploy these sure. robots. That's why I've made it capable for outdoor work. All the robots, what you've seen, they're all indoor robots. You know what you right. saw those robots? They're indoor bots. They cannot uh, maneuver outside. Sure. This bot can actually maneuver outside on rough surfaces anyway. So it's way different, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's got a more ground clearance. It has got bigger wheels. It has got sure. a very powerful rover. Okay. That's how it is designed. Sure. So one place we can deploy it. Fair enough. We can use it. You can use it for simply uh, uh, like you can put a uh, uh, police siren onto it, and we can. Also, you know, warn people who are just roaming around. Oh, yeah. Also, we can do a lot of things. You know. Yeah. So it could even look at uh, you know people who are actually violating the rules. Exactly. Right. So the system has to be informed. So it could pick, capture pictures. It could send yeah, those out to the system where required. As you said, siren. Now it will have an onboard. It is having an on. Yeah. It is having an onboard camera. It is yes. having a lot of sensors. so it is always having a live feed of the whatever is happening that's right around it sure if if so ever anybody is trying to you know uh, uh, kind of kind of uh, damage it it will be recorded and we can take necessary action later on yes so so apart from apart from this covid thing i told you i basically designed it for security so when i say security then i'll tell you what about something about security see uh, All the security we have is outside the facility right now. Outside even the watchmen, even our security guards are standing yes. outside, outside the facility, right? We have sure. the security outside the facility. Yeah, yeah. We don't have uh, the security person staying inside the bank, right? No, sure. nobody's inside the bank or inside a jewelry shop. True, true, true. Right? Outside. That, that, so you have seen many cases. So you have seen many cases where people actually be a kind of people actually make a tunnel from underground and they come inside and you know yes. they just take whatever yeah. they want and they. Just flee. This happened, right? So the guards yeah. are outside, and the things that have happened inside. Yeah, they won't even. And again, inside, so also inside the house, when we are like out for a vacation or long vacation, 
we just lock it and go, right? We don't keep sure. anything inside the house. So this sure. robot can actually be inside your house, inside a jewelry shop, inside a mall, inside a facility, inside a bank, inside a vault, anywhere inside. You know, it's a robot, right? It doesn't right. breathe, it doesn't sanitize, it's, sure. just, it's, it's sure. a robot, right? It's going to be in an autonomous mode, 24-7. It will be charging itself automatically. Sure. The moment it feels that there is some intrusion, there is somebody who is intruded, it will sense it. it will, the motion sensor camera, the motion, motion sensor will sense it. And then it will warn you. It will not take any action because if the robot takes any action and it causes any harm to anybody, the nobody will be accountable for that, right? Somebody has to be accountable. I told you, you know, when we are making when when you're into robotics, somebody has to be accountable for what the robots are doing. That's why the whole AI thing is, you know, very much uh, in a controlled way. So this robot will only warn you that the intrusion has happened, and then you can simply take control of the robot through remote server. Wherever you are, you might be in the US, the UK, sure. through through the remote, you can take the control of the robot and you can take the action. Okay. So you can physically, you can physically take action against, and the robot is strong enough to take care of four to five people at a time. You can actually take. So when you say strong to enough to take care of four to five people, would mean they yeah, could fight them. The robot, yeah, the robot, because I told you this is a prototype, the actual robot. And again, I'll tell you, I have three sizes. What I've made is DMR. I've named it DMR. It's Disaster Management Robot. So disaster management robot S1, model S1. So it's size one. So sure. what I've made is size one. So we'll sure. have size two and size three as of now. So sure. size two is going to be a bigger size. So even the size one is capable of taking care of three to four people. Because it's okay. going to be itself going to be like a 120-130 kg robot. The robot okay. itself is going to weigh 120-130 kg. It's going right. to have a very thick shield, you know, it's like kind of a thing. So no matter what kind of weapons you have, you'll not be able to tackle it. It will take okay. care of four or five people easily, easily. Okay. And it will have some non it will have some non-lethal weapons also onto it. Like some class three lasers, smoke guns, um, uh, the uh, tear gas, things like that okay. it will have. Okay, okay. So that's the kind of technology I have developed. How the would it was program developed. Uh, to yeah, uh, you know to be take action in such situations? I told you, you know, it will not take action. The sensors will only sense anything moving, anything intruded. And it will warn you. It will give a warning signal. Okay. This is where you take control of the robot and you simply take action through the robot. Ah, so okay. action the robot is taking, you, the, the controller. Okay. So let the security robot. guy can use it and actually take action. He is accountable. And he is accountable for the actions what he takes. He has oh, to make okay. sure that the actions he takes are, you know, adequate. Not like over. Sure. And they warranted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. That's the security okay. robot. Interesting, interesting. Have you seen these robots being deployed anywhere uh, globally uh, uh, in COVID-19? What kind of applications have they taken uh, for? Like you, uh, uh, think, but what has actually uh, happened on the ground? Uh, see, uh, uh, if you talk about India, whatever robots we have, they're all Chinese robots. Nobody's actually made a robot inside India properly, made an India robot what they're using for COVID-19. So what about, uh, just wanted to check, what about Milagro, uh, Rajiv Karwal? company, uh, they've deployed some of those cleaning robots in Ames, Delhi, and they have a whole so range the, the of cleaning robots. robots no? Cleaning robots, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure whether they're still made in India, I'm not sure because I'm not sure, but most of the information I have is they just get robots from China. That's and right. And they label, label it and they sell it. Nobody's actually manufacturing robots here. Very, very few, very few. 
Sure. I mean, those who are into commercial uh, part, they are actually just uh, getting the stuff and they're just assembling it at the most and selling it. Nobody's sure. manufacturing. Okay. My focus is more towards uh, manufacturing. I'm looking forward to manufacture things, not just assemble, because just assembling, you'll not be able to beat the Chinese people anyway, in terms of pricing. So there is no real Indian player which is uh, doing right from technology development to uh, manufacturing in India. Yeah, I would I would say uh, there there are certain reasons for that because uh, the kind of hardware what we need, you know, it's not available here. We have to import it. Even right. I import five to ten percent of the hardware which is what is needed. Sure, which is critical, yeah. Which is critical, yeah. But uh, only what they're doing is they just make uh, at the most they three D print it or they make a mold of the structure in India itself. Mm-hmm. The rest uh, of the stuff they just assemble, simply assemble it. It's not a very complicated. See, we have not really not done that great in. Uh, we've not done that good in uh, hardware part. Sure. We're really good at the AI. We are good at the software part. Sure. Everything. That's when, when, it, when it comes to the, when it comes to the hardware, you must have seen that if you compare the robots what we have with the what we have seen out abroad, it's like way too ahead of yeah. us. They're way too ahead. Sure. And that's the reason because we really don't put the sweat and hard work in the making of the hardware. You know, we just okay. simply like to keep the hardware very simple and we focus on the software part. But sure. I, I personally believe that both hardware and software are equally important. That's true. Combination of hardware and software. You know, it's just not the software or it's just not the hardware. It has sure. to be equally uh, uh, enhanced. Sure. Only you will get a better product. Then only you'll get a better product. Sure. So, so the software part I, also the development is taken care by your team. See, I, I am a one man team. I told you, I, the software, hardware, electronics. So everything, everything you I do, do myself, I everything I do. My team only reverse engineers. So okay. all the intellectual rights, intellectual rights, I keep it with myself. That's how I work. I want to keep it like that, you know, because uh, then you can actually have the control over your product and your company. Otherwise, if you have like four or five brains who are, you know, everybody putting their uh, things then it doesn't happen actually you know because the patenting thing and the whole thing gets very complicated that's so, how then, i work but then you are able to manage everything end to end what about things where you get stuck and you need external oh, advice yeah i get stuck i do do that but um, now it's been like uh it's been like 20 years in this industry now like so i have you know had enough uh, experience in you know sure. the other parts sure but i do but that's why i kept a key team just to do the reverse engineering. Once I make a prototype, once it is ready to make multiple copies, I need a team. So that's what I've been, yeah, that's what I've been doing a team right now because I made one robot. Now sure. to make like 10, 50, 100 robots like these. This is where I need a team. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll train them that, okay, you work on this part, you work on this part and that's how it can be multiplied. Sure, got that one. So just to also understand Santosh, uh, uh, how did uh, robots fascinate you? How did you start this whole journey? As, uh, journey like uh, since childhood, I think I was crazy about robotics. See, I'm 40. I'm 39. So I'll sure. be getting 40 now. So my era, I think your era is somewhat same. Sure. Uh, I think when I was, uh, uh, you must have, also you must be knowing about this, like a giant robot. You know, we used to have that Japanese serial which was dubbed in English uh-huh. named Giant Robot. Okay. You know that giant robot. You remember that giant robot? Vaguely, so that was my first, that was my that, that was my very first uh, interaction, exposure. very first uh, exposure to the word robot. I would say that's oh. when I heard the heard the word robot. I would sure. be like nine years or ten years old. I guess eight nine years old. I would be. 
at the time. So by the time I was 11, I, I, I started thinking that, okay, I have to make robots. Okay. That's where it all started. So I made my first robot when I was 11, my second robot when I was 13 years old. It was a wow. four-legged kind of, a very mechanical kind of a thing. Yeah. A motor, a simple gearbox and it is to walk around. But that era was different. You know, people were really not very much aware of the robotic thing and the technology kind of thing. Sure. So people actually used to find out of it. Is to think, what are you making? You know, what is this? What is this? They didn't know anything Santosh? So seriously, as old, year 2000, Asimo, yeah. you know, Asimo. Mm -hmm. Japan had launched for the first uh, humanoid biped robot in the world. So this okay. is when I got serious about robots. Okay. 2000, and since 2000, I started my research on robotics. Okay. And uh, 2007, after a lot of theoretical studies and experimentations, I actually started working on a first humanoid robot. So seven, I failed after working almost a year and a half. And again, 2009, I gave a second again, a year and a half, two years. Finally, in 2016, so 2014, I started almost one and a half years. That was my fourth attempt. And 2016, okay. I made my first human right. Okay. Okay. And after that, that after then it is like, uh, after that it is no uh, 17, I made 2.0, 18, I made 3.0, what you must have seen already. Oh. So it's been always been, um, then I've uh, made 4.0. Okay. Okay. So you've had a lot of support from family. Yeah. They, they, they understood your passion only enough. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, there has to be. It was not possible without a family thing because uh, I mean, I'm a married person, you know, once you are married, things are different. Sure. You cannot just do things in your way. So, fortunately, when I got married, it's like, oh, this is okay, I'm a research, I think like that. And before getting married, I didn't, uh, it was a rich marriage. So, when all the things were, you know, just getting, uh, you know, before the marriage process, I didn't tell her that I'm the research. I just told her I'm an entrepreneur, I'm into computer business. And when she came into my house, she figured out that this guy did some research on because the kind of stuff I had hidden in my house, you know, I had actually hidden all my stuff here and there. Oh, okay. She started okay. figuring out that, oh, what is this gadget? What is this gadget? Okay, what is this gadget? So she she was actually very excited uh, looking at my gadgets. Sure. And I was very uh, nervous initially, you know, how she would react to all these things. So I will, I'll tell you, it was a nice thing. So. Uh -huh. I had made a gadget, uh, which was actually the rover of my first robot. Okay. So I took it out. I powered it. I took it out on the remote. I said, you can just stand on it or sit on it. So she sat on it and I made her move around all my house. So she was very excited. She said, oh, this is cool stuff. And this is really cool stuff. I said, see, I'm planning to make a humanoid on, onto this rover. So it will be like a six and a half feet tall humanoid robot. And this is how it will, you know, perform and all that. Until date, nobody has actually made a robot like this in India. So this is why I want to do it. So I was just waiting for a reaction and the reaction was really positive. She said, okay, no matter what it takes, you just make it. You know, I'll support you. Okay. So, sure. so I, I initially signed all the NOCs and documents with her that, okay, this is going to be like that. Okay. We might have a tough financial situation. We might have to compromise on the shop things and things like that. So everything sure. was, the, all the agreements sure. were done, discussed then, then, then itself. And then later, I didn't have any problems. So, you know, everything works out fine nicely. 
and what so, I have achieved now, she is very much happy with what I have achieved. Okay. Okay. So, do you have, does your robot also help the your wife in cleaning? What everybody is <laughs> calling BJP right now. Vartan Jadu Pota. That's the most common question I get from the women robot actually do the house cleaning and things like that. Of course, it can, but that's not what it is made for actually right now because it is meant for events and stuff like that. Sure. As of now, I'm just using robots for events, but the idea is to, of course, get a robot in every house. That's the idea. In every house? Yeah, it becomes cheap enough and user-friendly enough that it, it would be in everybody's house. Everybody can use it. That's the idea. Sure. So, uh, so how do you plan to, um, you know, actually grow this uh, whole uh, venture of yours? Because you've been putting in a lot of stuff, and it's a really good time that you are in. You know, anyway, we were talking about robotics and automation, and COVID nineteen has actually yeah. highlighted the need yeah. for this. So, yeah. uh, you know, it it's it's very important that you're able to encash in terms of whatever work you've done and be able to make it more accessible and something which is made in India, everybody will be proud of and um, you know, it could start some kind of a robotic revolution in the country. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. See, it's just not about encashing the situation because uh, I think uh, I would be happy enough if the, uh, the robots are actually able to, you know, really uh, contribute. Sure, to goes without the saying. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm just, just looking at it as a very uh, cash situation that oh, I, I understand uh, obviously yeah, yeah. to serve its purpose be helpful uh, and just not covid i think uh, uh, we need to look at the automation part yeah, yeah, seriously because now now is the chance because uh, everybody is looking at india now china has been dominating the manufacturing market we have been into the service industry we have the service industry has always been the primary focus of india but now we really need to look at the manufacturing aspect of Know, where the China is dominated, China has dominated. So if the market is coming to India, we really need to be very serious about it. You know? We have to do things, the government has to so, so do certain things where the whole process, the manufacturing process is evened up. Because right now we are still dependent, right? Imagine iPhone, computers, spares, all the electronics, where it is coming from. All so China, China. Everything is coming from China. So we are not, we're just assembling things, we're not manufacturing things. True. The day we start doing it on the IC level, the chip level, things start happening. This is when we actually can say that it is made in India or make in India. Very We're true. just assembling in India. We're just assembling in we India. need to create what, that whole value chain. Absolutely. Yeah. So what they're saying is make in India is just assembling in India. It's, it's not should be assembling in India. It should be actually make in India. True purely enough. from scratch. From sure. scratch. Sure. So now is the best chance in That's terms of if... People oh, are looking best, at yeah. outside China and we can quickly build those oh. capabilities because we already have the manpower. But if we can create yeah. the infrastructure and the supporting industries, you know, then uh, it can happen. Yeah, that's another document I'll be giving the government that if this scenario really happens, which I wish it happens, mm-hmm. that the Chinese companies and the companies start, start coming to India. So mm-hmm. this situation would also have to be taken very carefully. Because so. imagine, uh, you know, because it's not going to be that easy as it seems. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, uh, we'll be needing a lot of trained people. We'll be oh. needing to train people, you know, things like that. Sure. So it has to be, it will have to be done in a very systematic manner. That the, if the companies are really coming, because if we mess out now, it will be like a big embarrassment for us. 
that sure. okay we had the opportunity and we missed it sure you know, it will be like a big embarrassment for sure. us sure sure absolutely question really happens if this thing really happens of course we have to really take it uh, you know we have to be very careful with that sure how we execute the whole plan and the, the whatever losses we have occurred i think we would actually uh, make 100 times more money out of the thing if we, this happens if you're saying if you're looking at 500 or 1000 companies big companies just uh, migrating in india i think uh, yeah, so we need to gear up for it yaar yeah, that is the thing sir uh, yeah. a bureaucracy yeah. needs to change we need to be very dynamic and how we responded to covid 19 uh, so quickly and you know decisively so we need to actually do those things and uh, uh, it's a, it's a big change of mindset uh, the government uh, recognizes it the point is how much can we actually in the ground most people are skeptical how well will execute on the ground changing labor right. policies uh, making it friendly for people to come right and creating yeah. an entire environment for them to operate true i think that's the crux true. yeah fair enough uh, and um, uh, uh, also to know um, are you on any government panel uh, do you advise them for anything and to the did they approach you I, for covid 19 also i would be i will be after the because i told you i need to show my work first sure enough. i need I, you need to talk with the work like this is what i've done okay this is what i'm capable of i'll be offering them in fact free uh, uh, you know i'll be uh, actually uh, consultancy the full whole consultancy thing i'll be offering for free if you okay. need any kind of consultancy from me because i'm already consulting many companies regarding any kind of technical issues so if the government is willing to consult me regarding any kind of the situation technical they need any technical solutions i'll be doing for, i'll be offering for free to them okay. Okay. So that's one thing I'll be, you know, mentioning that in my letter. So this thing is still a very initial stage. I told you because I'm sure. still to get a press release. I'm still going to do. I understand. A, that's fine. That's fair. So then I'll approach them. Fair it enough. will make much sense. You know, it will make much more sense after that. Sure enough. Uh, idea. And again, I am in touch with my uh, touch with my team also. I'm preparing a team it's not, because it's not going to be a one man show. It's going True to be that. like a, I'll, I'll be doing like 500 people, four or five hundred. talented multi talented people students working on this whole thing who are actually willing to participate and contribute their skills to you know make control this whole situation because sure. it's not going to be easy thing because looking at the scenario right now everybody is so afraid and petrified that nobody wants to go outside their houses so you know first thing is we have to make your mind that okay you will be stepping out of out of your house yeah very true you have Put yourself into the shoes of the medical staff. That okay, how they are doing their job. Sure. So similarly, I have to also step out of the house and get that job done like that. Because somebody has to really come forward. Very Everybody, true. Yeah. Otherwise, things will. Uh, really we can't happen. keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, we just cannot do the talking work. We have to physically do some action that is needed right now. Oh, very so true. So let's see. Let's see how the government responses. It's. I'm very close now. I told you. I've, Finished work, just doing oh. the video shooting things like that. I'll be making the presentations. I'll be presenting it in the, to the government. Let's sure. see how keen they are to you know really implement this kind Very. of technology and yeah. uh, see how it happens. Then let's see. Sure. What and are we possible for? Yeah. 